Hey, hey, Samuel. Samuel, she seems a little threadbare. Yeah. Why have you not purchased her something nice? <laughs> you need to buy your wife some better clothes, Sammy. And so he says, so I did seem pleased with it. So because this is his patroness, he said, I see. Yes, ma'am. Oh, boy. Should I buy her something or what? You're right. <laughs> You're right, my lady. I will definitely do that. Yeah. But then. But then. <laughs> Forty-seven. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy and the internet phone in some combination. In the phone. In the phone. He is in the phone. In the internet phone. I'm still sick. <laughs> I'm still not. I'm Craig. Good for you. And he's Mike. And here we are. He's a a uh, yeah, a snot filled uh, shell of a former Mike. <laughs> He's having a rough week, are we? <laughs> Did you go to work every day too? Yeah, it's that it's not the kind yeah, of just not enough to you knock you out, but justify miserable. You know, eating up precious vacation days at the end of the year when you've got all that holiday time that you want to take right like i you know i have it you know i'm i'm respond i'm a responsible employee when it comes to my pto or epto as my company calls it like really i mean i get that it's like you can say epto and that's technically one fewer syllable than saying pto so it's a little <laughs> bit faster but what's the e employee who else's PTO <laughs> is it going to be? It's a it's an unnecessary designation, contractor, as opposed to non-employee PTO. Do Come you have on, freelancers or contractors that get PTO as <laughs> well? Is that a standard know. thing you what? give a contractor if, pay time off? No, you just don't pay them when they're if, not working. For if you. we do have that, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> it's Jeez. just Epto. Whatever. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I've got it all figured out. I know exactly how much I'm taking and when I'm taking it. And I have, I have this thing. Everybody gets like a personal floating holiday and I still have that in the bank. I've got that one day, which <laughs> because I have a birthday in the middle of December, I'll just go ahead and take it on my birthday if I haven't used it by then and roll the dice for the, the next two weeks. Why, but, why uh, do they give you a... Fl what's the distinction between EPTO and a floating holiday? Why don't you just have one more day <laughs> I don't of paid know. time off? I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. I mean, I work at a place where they distinguish between uh, vacation days and sick, sick days. days. Yeah, And yeah. I have, in the past, worked at places where they just give you lump one all big together. clump mm -hmm. of paid time off, and it's supposed to cover your sick time as well. And Actually, one of the places I worked at encouraged that mental health days were 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 
valid reasons to use PTO. If you just decide, you know, like as long, assuming all your work is under control, everything's sure. good. No, nothing's going to suffer. If you just need an extra day, you just want to take a three day vacation, three day weekend. Like on Wednesday, you can just say, you know what? I'm not coming in on Friday. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's not like you, you didn't ask for vacation in advance. They just, you can, you can kind of consider it like just for my own mental health. I just need to get away from work for an extra day. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, just to, to decompress and a preventative, recharge. a preventative sick day. I'm yeah. going to take this one day so that next week I don't have to take three. <laughs> right. But Because anyway. you people are driving me insane. Let's find out about the uh, paid time off uh, uh, of government employees. Uh, of government employees in Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. And I hear about 1500 I guess that means it's Jim. Hey, every... Whoa. I wasn't ready. Hey, everybody. Happy Saturday morning. <laughs> was that a spit take? It was. I was. I was. I was enjoying my boys, the Corsairs, and I was working a Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, we've got the live no, I, live version this week. How about that? That was nice. No, that's that's what Renfair music sounds like. And mm. I, you know, it, it's always strange. And I think Craig can attest to this. When you're in the moment, whether you're singing it yourself or listening to it, there's an incredible coolness to it. That if you're into it, there's nothing, nothing, nothing like it. But when you see it recorded or listen to it on a tape, or well, I guess there's no tapes anymore. But <laughs> when you when you when you step back from it, it always sounds so you know because we're used to produced recorded music, you know all the mixing and the reverb and all that. Oh, and the and, uh, and the, the auto tune. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of auto tuning. And I, I, I've I've obviously listened to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of Renfair music both live and recorded. And there's always a strange difference gap between the quality of it live and the quality of it recorded. And very few have been able to cross that, have been able to cross that threshold. And it's very much a ritual of our people that every one of them, if they're any good, has a CD or back in the day, a tape of, of them that you could buy. And you always wanted to take a little bit of it home, but then you got it home and I Somehow it's, liked it's it better not, when I had like mm-hmm. four same. beers and yeah. well, I was, it's I was, I was, four beers. It's it's the difference between yeah, like you know, you had a couple of beers and you were listening to them out in the outdoors and everybody was clapping along and maybe some of the people in the audience were singing with them. Um, you know, it's it's like watching a stage play that's been recorded on your television, as opposed to being in the audience with the group and having the group experience of, of seeing this happen live on stage yeah. when anything could happen yeah well that's right. i've had that experience with uh with just you know small club rock and roll concerts shows. Yeah. um you know one, one of my favorite bands played and i was in a position with to, to just hold my iphone on a railing in front of me and i filmed the whole thing and okay. i have never never once gone and looked at that video I have the entire show on video and I've never once looked at it because why I was there. It was, it was great from, from that vantage point, but I have the video in case I ever want to watch it. I suppose I should upload it for YouTube for other people to see. It's, it's strange. I, I have gotten few and Craig, you must check them out. Uh, There's a group out of Canada called the dreadnoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're a cider punk band and their their new album comes out (laughs) cider. Yeah. Like the, like the drink. (laughs) <laughs> and we're learning well, the first, today. 
they've uh, they they have come out with a uh, the first the first track of their new album is called Le Jolie Rouge, and it's a it's a pay in to a special type of Canadian cider. <laughs> okay. And uh, the, it includes the line, and I forget the name of. I think it's Manzert. It's the other cider, but it's Manzert and Strongbow, the other cider. And the the uh, the line is: You can have a Manzert. You can pour it over ice. You can have a Strongbow if it's sadness that you like. <laughs> um, so they come right after. But the entire album is sea shanties, and and except done by a punk band, which is so much fun and so good so but my point is i've i've got all their albums uh their best album in my judgment is polka never dies (laughs) um and well their best song is a song that i've attributed and i've told alan vucicevich that for now and forever it is morth ragbone's song it's called knife to the eye um And it's just incredibly fun, incredibly great stuff. And I love listening to them. My son's into them. And I've seen a couple live shows. And I'm like, I just don't know if I want to see you guys live. I, I just don't know as I'd have the same experience. Are you afraid of the mosh pit? Well, no, I, inevitably oh, form? look, look, <laughs> look. Uh, my son and I have had the mosh pit conversation. And my comment was, oh, I'll come and get you out of it if need be. <laughs> but if you... If, <laughs> And by come and get you out of it, I'll be like, hey, pass him over here. (laughs) I'm his dad. Pass pass the skinny 11-year-old over this way. Actually, toss him to the periphery (laughs) of your mosh pit, if you would. But no, I mean, you know, I'm seeing a bunch I'm seeing a bunch of bean-eating reedy punks that I could just kind of wade into. And and you say, look, look, I'm not here to hurt anybody. Don't do that. I'm just here to extract this child. This is a nice segue into because you wanted to you had a, a, re, a realization recently of uh, how you are old in oh. yet another way. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. Oh, you know, I see you're taking it that way. Very good. <laughs> this my ARP card and my senior discount at Culver's. Culver's. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, it, look, I love music. I, I love music of all types. And when I was when I was young, when you know, Craig, you're a little younger than I am, but not much. We hadn't driven ourselves into these musical cul-de-sacs, you know, where we where we are now, where it's I can listen to a band called the Dreadnought that has its own genre called cider punk. <laughs> that, that's and that's great. In some ways, that's wonderful because it's new forms of expression. But when I was a kid, you had one band of radio stations you know there was no Sirius there was no iPod there was just cassette tapes and there weren't even those when I was the littlest you listen to the radio and on the radio you had this and some would say homogenized but I would say you know it's interesting I have a a great many individuals I work with who are African-American number of the council members and I've talked about they're African-American we listen to the same music because we had to yeah and that's all there was the radios would blend it in when I was in eighth grade. I've made this point when you're eighth grade in my school district, school district, number six, city of St. Francis, there were three songs that you had to know in order to be a kid kiss love gun. (laughs) We are the champions. Yeah. uh, You know? uh, Yeah. We are the champions and uh, we will rock you by queen from news of the world. (laughs) And the third was Rapper's Delight. You're counting those as, as, as one song? One song, they are, because they were released as a single together. Were they? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're both very short. Yeah. Well, I knew they were yeah. short. I didn't realize they we, were considered we to be one song. We the Champions was released as a single 45, <laughs> which I still possess. They kind of nice. bleed in. 
in, on the album, they just kind of bleed into each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, th that's another thing nobody will understand 30 years from now. You bought them on little plastic discs? What? Just one song? Well, right, right. One. Well, two. You got one on the other side. Yeah, well, you got the, <laughs> the B side, which was 95% of the time was something you didn't care about. Right. It's like, yeah, well. It's Unless like, it was the Beatles and they had the B side was just as good as the A side. Because all their yeah, songs like, are amazing. It, it just cracks me up that Peter Gabriel on the back of uh, Shock the Monkey released a song called Soft Dog, which is basically an extended saxophone solo. <laughs> well, that's what the B-side is for. <laughs> Screwhead. Like, of still of course, that. <laughs> didn't Queen release Bohemian Rhapsody as the A and B-side? Correct. They had to. They had to split it because it couldn't fit on the one side. Right. <laughs> so you got all good song. You just had a weird pause <laughs> in the middle but, of when it. you flipped it over say, you got all good song yeah and, like, and if you just, were doing this on your clothes and play you were really screwed that's but, just like um, i had to do with my laser discs nice in the middle of the movie oh time to oh, flip yeah. it over yeah in, ba in, in back to the future it's uh it's right after the scene in the cafeteria where uh where marty's talking to uh to his dad and then the thing with biff happens and then the and then and then uh you know george gets up and leaves that's that's yeah. when the laser disc stopped and you had to flip it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. <laughs> so, I know you love that movie, Jim. I do. I do. I enjoyed that movie a great deal. The um the, so, you know, we were all in these cul-de-sacs, but we were all sorry, we were all together, I should say. And you had to like I say, three songs. You had to know Love Gun, you had to know um We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions, and you had to know Rapper's Delight which was a whole different thing because that came out on one of those EPs. Yeah. Because it was so long. I mean, you're talking, I think it's 18 minutes long. And so you, we all knew it together and we were all, and I, I love music so much. And for whatever reason, and it's, it's not like I'm claiming superpowers, but I have a gift for remembering songs to the point that I actually got, well, it's a long story, but, People would make bets that I couldn't sing a song when we were on long trips, like on those bus trips to Great America or whatever. <laughs> and and Mar say, okay, Marriott's do... Great America. That's the one. <laughs> Always Marriott's to me. I, I, I still call it that. Not Six Flags. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Screw your communist Six Flags. What? <laughs> I go to Marriott's because that was a big deal. Oh, oh that was God. huge. Go yeah. Go that was our. Marriott's. That was my school's eighth grade trip. Was was, was it? Taking the and and that was like that was the you know it was this tiny little parochial Lutheran school and we're like we get to go to Great America really what but they were the ones no, that but... also played We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions at their sports ball games not knowing that you know that guy's gay. It's, okay, look, that's <laughs> why would why would you start a whole separate conversation of how did we not know? It's, <laughs> it, it, well, in mean... fairness, bisexual, but continue. No, but I mean, you know, it's it's everything. It's much like the village people, right? <laughs> it was a gentler time. I could or, I, gentler is the wrong word. It was more. Uh, we didn't know as much. How's that? Yeah, and because it never occurred to me. But I'm sure we've had the conversation that one of the angriest I've ever seen my sainted mother, God rest her always, was when I told her that Liberace was gay. <laughs> well, she what? she she died denying that so did liberace <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, right yeah. To, the, to the public he was perfectly yeah. gay in, in his private oh yeah life. yeah yeah 
Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, no. He oh, every time Scott, he was asked, and that was wonderful. <laughs> you're, Mike, Mike, you're absolutely right because every time my mother would quote newspaper stories, she would mm-hmm. bring in newspaper articles. Yep. To me, going, see, see, see what he's saying, mom. Mom, he's he comes from a time when you couldn't talk about that. And then I, I just didn't have the heart to tell her about Jim Neighbors because she had all his gospel albums. <laughs> and 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 not that not that that makes his gospel music any less valid, but in my mom's mind. Right. But, okay, sorry. Um, back to the cul-de-sac. Yeah, about, all the way back to the cul-de-sac. <laughs> so I had this, you know, I just had this thing and people would say to me, Jim, sing. I bet you can't. I bet you can't sing all of the gambler. I could do that. I, you know, I, I bet you can't sing all of this or all of that, whatever. So I would do it. And so I've always loved music and I've always loved all kinds of music. Now, there are certain kinds I don't care for, but I've always loved listening to them and learning about them. And then all of a sudden, it was, well, it was a couple days before you asked me for topics for this week. Somebody went on the radio, and it might have been Gary Groff on our, on our station, who's an incredible music journalist who calls into our Bob and Brian show up here. And they were talking about the fact that Rage Against the Machine was getting together for a giant uh, reunion tour. <laughs> And I, I went going, I missed an entire band. I missed their beginning, yeah. their middle, and now apparently their end and second end. And, yeah. and I went, holy cow, I've got this gap in my mental space that, to me, that's a big yawning mental space. Because I remember sitting in the cafeteria of my high school, and a buddy of mine was listening on his Walkman. Kids, look it up. Uh, (laughs) He was was listening to his Walkman, and he was a guy who was a gifted guitarist, even in high school. And I was always interested in what he was listening. And he said, what is this? Oh, it's this new group out of Atlanta. Oh, what what are they? R.E.M. And I heard some of their early session and college demo tapes from him. Awesome. So I had yeah, I had heard this great early scratchy crazy you know long long before stipe decided no maybe i'll let him hear what i'm saying um (laughs) you know i i heard that and then of course they became mega mega famous and now michael stipe is doing his thing and and they're saying they'll never come back together but i watched that whole arc and i watched it with the new wave and i watched but now clearly there are groups and i'm not talking about pop groups necessarily because i don't know as i would care anyway you know, you can have all the Demi Lovato you want. I just don't need that. I'm not against it. It's just not what I need. But groups that matter, that seem to culturally matter, like Rage Against the Machine, which I stipulate does, I just missed it. <laughs> so I, now you're extra old. <laughs> yes. Where did the time go? Yes. And I'm going, oh, no. That means that now I met what other groups. And so I immediately went to YouTube. And I and I YouTubed groups that matter. Jeez, oh, is that a YouTube channel? <laughs> and you immediately to... <laughs> go ahead. I wanted I wanted to see because I, I I was gonna we were gonna I was gonna have a longer talk about this, but I'll make it brief and say YouTube is my master now. I've subscribed to YouTube Premium, and I'm never going back because I can watch all the Dick Cavett I want. <laughs> Jeez! wow yeah see that's why you missed rage against the machine because you're old (laughs) enough to like dick cavett (laughs) dick cavett was a master of that form his interviews his interviews with orson wells uh groucho marx all these guys the time that uh oh it's gonna it's gonna slip me um it it, it's 
there's the time that he there there are these two intellectuals that nearly get into a fight on his show because they clearly just so deeply hate each other. Um, it's so awkward and so painful to watch. It's just anyway. So I watch all this, and yeah, YouTube brought up all these groups, and it was basically people arguing. Here's what you should be listening to, and it's this cal it's this catalog of nope, don't know them, <laughs> nope, ain't never heard of them, and two or three of them are bands or groups or singers that are already no longer producing music. So you just, I, I don't know if it's because we have these cul-de-sacs that we all go to, that we all have our little private music spaces that we want to enjoy or, or something else, but boy, oh boy, I'm just, I'm out. I'm out. And I don't, like you say, extra old. So Jim, <laughs> when, when you, when you searched in YouTube for, music that is relevant to the kids or whatever did you immediately get ads on the side for metamucil and adult diapers and my, walkers I, I, and scooters i don't get i don't get ads on my youtube anymore <laughs> oh you premium. signed up for youtube tv or whatever it's called no, no pre- just, just premium i don't i don't get ads on my youtube anymore my now just, oh, and just my, got my wife will tell TV. my wife will tell you when she brings something up on youtube to show me I say, no, I'm bringing it up on mine because yours is going to have two ads in front of it. And I can't stand that. Oh, and it's going to it's going to if it's of any length at all, it's going to have an ad plopped right in the middle, like a big yes. turd, big steamy pile of commercial. Like how would you have to flip the laser disc over? Yeah. Yep. Nope. The big Don't pause in the middle. No. And, and you know, the other thing is because I oh, have that, that, that age, moment in Back to the Future. No, it was right before that scene. Not right after it. I had that wrong. There is, there, <laughs> okay. I was going nobody to was going to call you on that, Mike. <laughs> but accuracy nobody was going to say, "Nope, you're wrong." Accuracy that, is that important was, to me. Yeah, I know. I, let us respect that, and I do. It's it. No, it was. <laughs> uh, it drives me insane because now, well, shoot, my favorite movie of all time, Waterloo, is available on YouTube in an extended on, on an extended version. I can watch it anytime I want. There it is. No ads anywhere in it. So, yeah, my wife tries to bring this up. So, no, there are no Metamucil ads, no Walker ads, no colostomy ads. <laughs> no oops, I pooped. <laughs> right. There's, I crap there's, my pants. Yeah, there's... Sorry for that smell. Um, <laughs> none of those things happen to me while I am watching my uh, what, my YouTubes. What is that, 10 bucks a month? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's... it's I, I watch... I honestly watch... Uh, Obviously, we watch Packer games. Let's not be insane up here. But um, the uh, other than that, I, it's what I watch. I just come home and watch me some YouTubes. I watch Packer games here because the uh, pirated streams on Reddit are awesome lately. Oh, and just just for the record, we talked. And I, I know we talked offline, and we talked uh, on the show about the NFL Game Pass app. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what the terms and conditions of this are, but I can watch live football on that thing now. Oh, it's live now. Yeah. yeah. That could just be because you're in the market for the game you're trying it, to watch. Yeah, that's what I'm suspect. And I think it's one of those, if you're in the market and it's sold out. Yeah. That could be it. But I watch, now I watch all my Packer games because I can't stand to to uh, listen to whoever they've sent down from National. I have to listen to Wayne and Larry on the on the radio. So yeah. I just prop that up on my phone, watch that, or on my computer, and I turn on uh, WTMJ, our local radio station, hey, and listen to this. Hey, hey, Craig, would you say that that my dad is is 
quintessentially an old man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jim, since I was a child, my dad sat watching the Packers on TV with the sound muted, listening to his radio. My dad's done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is I, I, such if, an if old man thing. Old, he's done that on occasion. <laughs> if that makes me old, then so be it. I, I am, if, you I, like, I, if you like the commentator, if they give you the, the type of experience you want, then yeah, why not? Like unleashed yeah. Tony Romo? I'll watch that. That's great. No, no, and, and yeah, Tony I, Romo is the one guy I do like. I, I love, I, think, I love I think, watching him predict what's going to happen five seconds later. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, to me though, to me though, he passes the one test that astonishingly few commentators on any form of sports ball are able to do. Tell me something I didn't know by watching the game. You know, I just watched the play. Don't tell me what happened. I know what happened. Tell me something I didn't know. Circle something I didn't see. And and Tony does a good job of that. In in addition to accurately predicting what is about to happen in the future. That's a that's a that's a scary bit of that's a well, but that comes from the fact that you're a uh, that you're an NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. right? So it's but, but so but, so Troy Aikman, he doesn't do that. I was just about to say that. <laughs> so was Troy Aikman, and yet. <laughs> well, how many concussions did he have, though? So. Sure. Sure. may not be he, his he, fault he himself has said more than he should have had that's one no one is more than you should have had you can have one concussion and be fine oh really as a matter of fact my my son my son is in another show his lordship is doing newsies down at the skylight opera skylight uh, skylight musical theater actually it's not an opera it's the Disney so it's musical newsies. Him and a bunch of he's, other uh, other uh, actors his own age. Uh, actually, he's got. There's only one other that's his own age because they've double cast his character less. This is a. Everybody else is an adult. There, it's an equity show. Huh. No. And oh yeah, so he's he's killing himself. Uh, he was he's been up till eleven o'clock every night this week. I am waiting for the call from Child Protective Services. Is he making that fat theater cash? <laughs> he is. He is. Paying for your retirement? No, he's paying for his college is what he's doing. <laughs> well, yeah. and then if he gets a good job, and then he can take care of you in your retirement. Hey, that's that. This, it's the reason that you not have be, kids, isn't it? That's not the worst outcome. <laughs> that is not the worst outcome. Right now, we're, we're grooming uh, multiple uh, nieces and nephews for, for, for that job. Very good. <laughs> But it's, but no, he uh, won just yesterday. He said that they had to, um, they had to bring in uh, the medics yesterday during rehearsal Uh-oh. because the uh, guy doing a flip landed on his head. Ouch! And was concussed. Wow. So, yeah, just just in case you think sending your kids into the theater is that's not the necessarily... first somebody landing on their head in the theater story you've told, is it? No. No, we uh Did we, he go we... full Scorpion? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so awesome. Google it. Look look it up, kids. Full Scorpion. My my impression my impression is that yes, yes he did. Oh. That uh but yeah, he had a you know, fortunately he's young and flexible. <laughs> so I'm sure it'll be fine, but uh but yeah, so concussions happen even in uh the gentler, you would think, the gentler confines of the theater. It wasn't even like during a, you know, Hamlet sword fight or West Side Story fist fight scene. It was. No, it was actually, though, 
I was, suppose they, they, they do they do a lot of they do dancing and jumping and flipping and stuff. Oh yeah, that's a, a very very that show that show has a ton of really big choreography, but it's a term that Craig will be familiar with. It was during their fight call. Sure. So it's Which means... uh, it's a it's a period before the regular rehearsal starts where those individuals who have fight moves of even, you know, and it's one of the things that the great Gary Bowick taught us at the Bristol Renaissance Fair. Even if you are doing so much as a punch or a shove or a, or a trip, you work it. You, you practice it slowly so that you never get hurt doing it. Yeah. And one of the rules is if you have one of those moves on the stage, you show up a little bit early to get together with your guys and gals and slow walk it before everybody else rehearses. If you have those moves, you do it by yourself, kind of over in a corner, uh, making that muscle memory work for you. Mm. Right. So, trying to avoid uh, anyone going full landing on your head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's no, I, one of my absolute worst memories of the Bristol Renaissance Fair, uh, there was my first year as bad guy. There was a sequence in which um, I was running from Tim Ferguson, the Lord Mayor, and I was throwing all of my guards in front of him and my wife, for that matter. Um, and I was one by one running around the stage with him hot at my heels. And he had this big staff with a metal ball at the top. And there was one actress who her, her job was, one of the secrets of stage combat is, if at all possible, you let the other person direct the action. So I was to push this woman up to a point and she was to stop there and he was to strike her in the face with this mace. But <laughs> she was to make sure she was standing one inch. She had this post to her left. She was to stand behind that post so that when Tim came in and struck her, his mace would hit the post and make this really cool knocking sound. But it would look I'm... like it hit her. Exactly. And mm. I was never to push her, and I never did. I put my hands on her shoulders behind her, and I kind of reeled back, and then she made the motion to step forward. Well, one day she stepped about an inch and a half forward of oh. that post uh oh, and caught that mace straight in the face <sighs> knocked two teeth down her throat ow yeah so so you just you know kids kids parents if you think that you're keeping them safe by sending them onto the stage you just don't know what you're talking about <laughs> they'll find a way <laughs> but it's you know that's you can get hurt anywhere. Like, you know, yeah. you just, you like, go. I'm not, I'm not doing theater and I'm just hanging out at the park with my friends and I get, you know, take a baseball to the chops. And then... <laughs> we could right. get hurt doing this. I don't know how, but it's possible. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, my, uh, my wife is, uh, my, my, as you know, my wife is a producer down at the, uh, down at the, the arena, the Mecca here in Milwaukee. And they are struggling because one of the things that appears there is the Milwaukee Admirals, our minor league hockey team. And they are struggling with how best to explain to people that puck is moving really fast. Don't take your eyes off the ice. Because <laughs> they've, they've, they've had some people take slappers to the head. They don't have the... the... Took, a slapper glass? To the, took a slapper to the puss. They do around the end, but on the sidelines they don't. They've got really? the glass up. Oh, yeah. But no, no, nobody wants that because it screws up the sight lines. 
They don't have that netting all the way around. Huh. No, if you ever see the picture of me getting my Zamboni ride two years ago, yeah, there's no net. <laughs> yeah, my uh, wife surprised me for my birthday with a Zamboni ride. That's awesome. It kind of was. That's such a fun. That's such a fun word or name. Yeah. Zamboni. Yes. Yeah. No other device in sport bo- in sports ball has such a delightful name. Mm, challenge accepted. <laughs> Zamboni's good. Uh, I'll give you no, that. No, the, the only one, the only one that comes I'm a close word is, nerd. is the jugs. Some... Is the jugs machine? Sure. The what? But that's the jugs machine. The thing that throws footballs. It's called a jugs machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, do, do we have any news items? We can. Uh... Very briefly, up, we can do some news, I suppose. I was looking for funny sports terms. Well, while you're <laughs> while you're doing that, so speaking of uh, gruesome injuries, um, we we had this. I don't know if you if this made national news or not, Jim, but we had this uh little incident that has slowly been playing out in the news here in Atlanta. Uh, not not too many days after Halloween, there was a. Uh, a a loud neighbors in an apartment complex in DeKalb, spelled DeKalb, but pronounced yeah, yeah. DeKalb County. No, really? Because is... we have DeKalb up here, and we pronounce the... It's yeah, I know. Um, that's why I, I, I pointed that out. Um, mm. Neighbors were woken up at 1.30 in the morning to a loud bang, and uh, the, the closest ones went outside, and they found, uh, the woman found what she thought was um, a, a Halloween prank. It looked like a, a parts of a mannequin, like a, a fake dismembered body. And her uh, husband or boyfriend or whatever came came around the corner and said, Honey, that's not fake. <laughs> Some guy whose name we now know as something. James Douglas Lark, 30, of Atlanta, blew himself up in between two apartment buildings. Nice. At one thirty in the morning, they ha- still have no idea how or why this happened. Jeez. Just bam, and all of a sudden, there are parts all over the place. Oh. Yeah. The FBI is oh. involved. They raided his house. Uh, there's still still no word on well, let me, how this before happened. I, before I, before why, I what jokes. he was doing there. He didn't live there. It was nowhere near where he lived. He lived in northwest Atlanta. This is east of Atlanta. Before I make any jokes whatsoever, is there the notion that this guy was doing terroristic things? Or, uh, <laughs> I th- I don't think so. No. Um, the neighbor says man killed in an explosion. Seemed like a very nice guy. <laughs> oh, okay. That's <laughs> which well, which which could be the description of a of a terrorist who's just been that's hiding. Fifty percent of serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, no, I mean, I don't think he's. I don't quiet you know, kept to himself. Yeah. I mean, he could he could be. Yeah, serial killer. Who who knows? I mean, he's he's a very uh, ginger looking <laughs> young man. <laughs> not well, not what you think of as a terrorist, but who knows? Who who knows? Uh, that that's what's so weird about it is what the heck was he doing there? You know, there aren't parts of anyone else. He was by himself. Could end up being a heck of a mystery. Yeah. Have uh, have I told you guys any of my Uncle Andy stories? Uncle Andy. I don't my so. my buddy who's a biology he's a he's a professor of paleobiology at the University of Birmingham in England. 
it is he who I visit when I go over there. And Andy, there are so many, I have crazy Uncle Andy stories. I, 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 I could probably write a book, but he is the classic British guy that Monty Python sends up in terms of utterly unflappable, no matter what happens to him. Uh, one of my favorite stories is the time that his wife, Anne, who's a much freer spirit, came to him and said, well, you know that uh, our, 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 our friends, Ray and Jay, are going to get married. It was a, a, a gay marriage. And he said, well, that's wonderful. Well, we should go. And she replied to him, well, it's going to be at this barn in Surrey. And she went, well, that's great. Let's let, he said, let's do that. I'll have a nice gift. It's going to be a nude wedding. <laughs> and Andy looked at her and said, well, I shan't be. And she said, Andy, you have to be nude. And he said, I won't be nude. You know, I will go to the wedding. I'm happy for them. I will be there. And so he's the guy in this picture of 80 people nude in a suit. <laughs> so that's my guy. Um, anyway, Andy is the same guy. He was telling me the story. We just passed it of Guy Fox Knight. Which, uh, which yes, he, I remember. Which, <laughs> did you? It was uh, it on the 5th I of November? I remember. I did. Gunpowder treason. I will never understand how it was that this maniacal arch Catholic terrorist has become a hero of the international left. But I'll move on. Um, the uh, the the story goes as as I don't know as people over here understand what a big deal bonfire night, which is what it's called over there, is in Britain. It's a very big deal. It's loud. It's raucous. There's fires all over the place. And as with every such thing, it tends to get into uh, drunken debauches and all sorts of other crazy behaviors. Well, one night, Andy was telling me that, uh, well, the first thing that happened was they fired one of these rockets into a shed by accident. It caught fire and emerging from it was the tramp who had been sleeping there <laughs> fully engulfed in flames. Oh, no. Yeah, they, they, and he said everyone was so drunk they had a hard time putting him out. <laughs> so, but no, the other one was, and this is to your story, they had this device that was called an atomic bomb. Okay. And he said the guy who was responsible was clearly in his cups and had failed to read the instructions, which said get light fuse and get. 50 meters away. He read it as 50 feet. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's that's uh, less than one third of the distance that he needed to be. He lit the fuse. And of course, we never take that 50 feet seriously. Oh, no. Stood, stood back. And what Andy said was, first, he remembers the roar. <laughs> He remembers getting hit. In, he remembers <laughs> getting hit in the face by the dirt. Oh my god! That, that this thing divided up. It shattered the windows <gasps> in the apartment complex right nearby. <laughs> set off every parked car alarm along the street nearby. Yeah, that's that's a uh, quite the uh, shockwave that thing sent out, and prompted a woman to appear at the window of the nearby government flat to say, what's wrong with you? The dog shat the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) That dog doesn't like thunderstorms. 
That's, that's one so of those thinking, dogs that really has a problem with that sort that, of thing. That rocket hit the brown note. <laughs> so I'm thinking our dude, our Atlanta dude, Atlanta man, I'm thinking Atlanta, you know, it's at least possible. Dick- Lit something and didn't get yeah. far enough away. Decab man. Yeah, they, uh, they, okay, so the uh, they didn't even okay. So in Georgia here, we have something called the the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the GBI. Okay. Yeah, they didn't even bother with the GBI. They went straight to the FBI for this one. Uh, but sure. they have ruled out terrorism. Okay. They have no other answers, but they ruled out <laughs> terrorism. <laughs> I don't know, and they don't say why. But I don't know. well, I mean, come on now. Let's let's be direct with each other. Stupidity knows no bounds these days. True. You know, and there's and there's far too much information on the internet about how to blow yourself up. So. But they can't figure out why he was there. Like they don't know. Yeah. Nobody why there is supposed anywhere else. Right. Like nobody who lived there seems to have known him, and he lived mm. on the opposite side of town. But anyway, I I also well, want is... to make a a correction. Okay. You know how much I like accuracy, as as previously uh, yes. stated in this episode. Um, uh, last week when when uh, talking about. Or doing my review of the Apple's new AirPods Pro, which are fantastic, by the way. Um, I hear things. I hear very good things. I uh, Mike does too because he uses the Apple AirPods Pro. Ah, uh, well, actually, <laughs> what I hear very good things about is the noise cancellate is is that the noise cancellation is uh, incredible. It uh yeah, I was able to test it out in in, in louder environs, and uh, it it does it does actually do something. Although the, you know, I think a lot of it, ha- like we were talking about, has to do with the seal that it creates in your ear, just not letting sound in in the first place. But it is, it is. I've, I've discovered that Mike really likes the, the, the noise cancellation so much that like when, when he and I just hang out off outside of the podcast <laughs> and everything, he puts the ear pods in yeah, and then and just the, lets me yammer. And I turn, and I turn the noise cancellation on. Yeah. I yeah. do not use transparency with Craig. You know, no, no, but the, it's, <laughs> I was just about to say it's very, it's striking going from, from um, either having everything off and just using the physical seal or having the, no, uh, using the noise cancellation from either of those to using the transparency thing. It really does take in. It's it's uncanny how it makes it sound like you're not you don't have anything in your ear, um, because what it's doing is it's using the microphones on the outside of the the little buds and then and then playing the sound back in real time inside your ear canal, so that you can hear what's happening outside of you, and it does not at all sound like it's technology that's doing it. Hmm. No, yeah, I, I, I for whatever I I just think my ears do not are not suited to those. I don't know. I don't know. Well, these, these fit much better for me than the, the, for the first gen ones that yeah. did, did not have the in-ear silicone little tip on it that. Okay. Goes inside. Um, I've, I've never, I've always wanted to like them. I've always wanted to have them work, especially from a uh, exercise perspective, but, uh, hmm, I have to give that a go. Did, uh, I, I brought my one government story along because I thought it was appropriate. Well, I, I didn't Uh-oh. get to do my correction yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was it. I apologize. No. Forgive, forgive me for forgive me. I will. I will now step aside. <laughs> Have wait. you ever been on the show before? That was Fair. preamble. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. 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 Sorry. Or carry on as you were. Yes, uh, I erroneously stated that uh, that the um, AirPods Pro were had a IP. Uh, rating for water and dust protection 
The IP rating that they have is IPX4. We're going to learn something now about IP codes. IP stands for International Protection Marking, also uh, sometimes interpreted as Ingress Protection. Classifies and rates the degree of protection provided by mechanical casings and electrical enclosures against intrusion, dust, accidental contact, and water. So, uh, if something is IP and then two numbers, the first number is solid particle protection. The second number is liquid ingress protection. There's also a third for mechanical impact resistance and an additional letter on the end for other protections. So IPX4. So the four is the level of water protection. The X is the level of dust protection. The X signifies that it was not tested. So it does not... It may protect, uh, be protected against dust ingress but Apple didn't have it tested. Um, so, so why do you get a why do you get anything? Why why an X as opposed to nothing? Well, because they wanna they wanna be able to tell you that it was tested for water. So you get you get the four number because it's all one rating, and they need something to hold that place. It's yeah, it's just the it's a placeholder. Uh, it's just the way that they they could have made that a zero if they depending on how the the rating system worked. Okay, they okay, just okay, chose okay, to make it. it an X. No, they do have a zero. Um, I'm saying if the rating system were different, sure. zero could mean not tested. They just did it. Yeah. You know. Zero How means they did it, it means X's. Yeah. Zero means tested and it has no protection. But like I said, um, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because the AirPods first generation was not tested at all for either water or dust. And we all know now that uh, that they are somewhat water resistant as they survived being uh, running through my washing machine. Which well, is why that's... I now own the AirPods Pro in case those eventually die. As Got I it. suspect they will sooner rather than later. Dig it. That's it. I'm done. Correction noted. <laughs> Government story? Oh, yeah. Just, just, I was, look, I get it. I understand purient interest. Okay. But I was, I, I was trying to find out why this became a national story. Other than maybe purient interest, which if it is, fine, so be it. I'll move on. Uh, from CNN, this would have been uh, earlier this year. GSA official had sex on roof of agency's HQ with White House staffer, Watchdog says. Government service agency? What? GSA? Yeah, right, right. A former top ranking government ser- general, it's general services. General, sorry, that's right. General yeah. Services Administration. This is sort of the big catch-all agency that supports the rest of the giant bureaucracy that is the federal government. They're the ones that do a lot of the procurement. They do a lot of you know, just uh, building maintenance is their big thing, actually. Admi- uh, admi- manager admitted to having sex on the roof of the agency's headquarters building and drinking alcohol in the office. Now, the alcohol in the office, I'm like, really? That's a story? Clearly, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> drinking in government? Yeah, okay, next story. Yeah. Yeah, right. But Brennan Hart, a former associate administrator and acting chief of staff, admitted to the inspector general investigators that in the summer of 2017, he had sexual relations with an official from the White House on the roof of the building. What kind of roof? Um... Well, look at looking at the building. It's uh, it's a pretty classic 19th century, early 20th century structure. So they showed us the building just so we could get a view of the roof. Sure, um, a flat roof or what we in the architecture yeah. business call a low slope roof because all roofs have slopes. 
there you go. I, it, it looks, it does indeed look like an LSR. Um, so and, are we talking like a TPO, hot, hot, hot applied, uh, modified bitumen? Was oh, there God, ballast? I hope it's not ballasted. Was there ballast? Ouch. There's just, there's a layer I feel of sorry gravel? for whoever was on their back. <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'm trying to I'm, figure out the comfort level and how badly they wanted it. Well, we did. No, because no, if we the roof it. was ballasted, then those two, <laughs> those two really wanted it. But here is how, here is how government goes horribly awry. Okay. Investigators concluded he violated government policies on use of government facilities. Quote, an employee has a duty to not allow the use of government property for anything other than authorized purposes. Having sex in the central office building is not an authorized purpose. He didn't have sex in the central office building. He had sex on, on the, the central, central office, office building. building. Yes. Further, <laughs> there is no law or GSA regulation that allows an employee to have a sex in have sex in the building. No, no, no. Again, you don't have laws to allow you to do stuff. Laws are for forbidding stuff. Next <laughs> point. Bring it on. I'm was, giving this guy in this uh, well, guy and a gal, I assume. Um, I'm giving this this couple all the the leeway they need. This is so far. This is BS. I'm the lawyer. I, I've just shot down your two arguments. Next, <laughs> the um, da, 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 da. You don't make a law to allow oh, yes. someone to do yes. something. G- and here it's, it's going to get better. GSA administrator Emily Murphy told investigators she often permitted her immediate staff to consume alcohol after business hours on Friday. Often but was not aware of the formal process for approving drinking in the office. Is that Does that imply that there actually is a formal process? That, that sounds like there's a form. Okay, well, uh, uh, yeah, like ignorance of the law, or in this case, ignorance of the policy does not uh, free you from not having to know the policy or, or abide by the policy. So, okay, there's a little bit of something to hang on there. What's what's the policy? What's the, what's the process? Is there a form? Is there a it's, form? I've been looking. No, they started triplicate. It. I cannot find it. But I said, think of this. Think of this. There, we had somebody, a grown human, <laughs> likely making in the high five figures, if not six, because you got to live in the D.C. area. Oh yeah, it's probably six. Whose job it was to investigate this matter, find out the details, but then was compelled to conclude that the grounds on which you're trying to hang this person or persons is that they were not using it for an authorized purpose and that there is no and that they determined there was no regulation that permitted them to have sex in the building. Okay. Well, where was if they're really where was really the simple, if, if these if okay so we're talking government people here so there's potentially politics involved I'm going to say that these people are really really conservative and they have no problem with you know uh, you know we can we, they'll, they'll let church and state kind of be intermingled a little bit then the bible says Go forth and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> um, then, yeah, like, you know, getting it on. I mean, like, the Bible says it's okay to get it on. And, you know, if this country was founded on blah, 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 you know, all that crap, they could, they could make their argument that way, I suppose. Except that we know that the D.C. bureaucracy is not, is the opposite of conservative. Yeah, right, but they as... could still fight it. And then that could turn it into, like, you know, a, a years-long um they'll just drag it through the courts forever and it'll be appealed 40 times and because you know how (laughs) how the law works in this country where nobody actually ever gets punished for anything (laughs) well i know if you you got enough money i was just astonished that 
it was in, it appeared to be insufficient to say and look i'm not asking for this person to be fired <laughs> whipped in the street but where was the where was the simple hey 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 stop having sex and drinking on the job yeah Knock this it is off. this is george Costanza. <laughs> was that wrong right is i not supposed <laughs> to that, there, there you go when he has there sex you. with the cleaning lady in the office yes. was i not supposed yes. to do that <laughs> that's there's my problem it's that's exactly it it's like what why did we have to why did this why did this have to happen why wasn't this a one hour thing yeah. bob, bob were you with sharon that on the roof yeah man you, you right, can't well, we're, did you everything's nobody's dead or anything okay good well first of all no more don't do that here's your written warning why wasn't that it yeah what because bureaucracy because because now we had to make a finding we could determine that there was no policy permit what are you talking about <laughs> well because that's somebody's job is yeah. is well is, right right don't is, you question my job my important job is to determine whether or not there's a policy against fornicating on public buildings literally really? on well true that's no, how many I, I, un, that's how many unnecessary positions there are in government there's that's somebody's job to sit there and <laughs> fill out that form Right. <laughs> two, those two people having sex on the roof. No, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's go back to missionary. This is an unnecessary position. <laughs> <laughs> or or related thereunto. Well, that depends on what if, type of roof they're on. You know, if they're yeah. if, oh, if they're on a sloped yeah. roof, you know, standing seam and they have to, you know, kind of brace themselves against something, you know, to in order not to slide off, maybe missionary's not gonna work. Well, they just go, yeah, they go like, you know, next to a pipe penetration or something and they can kick their heels against that so they won't slide off the roof. If having, indeed, having sex on the roof with a pipe penetration? Yeah, having sex with a pipe penetration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's that. Boy, that's something that sounds filthy. Um, <laughs> oh, there's lots of architecture terms that sound filthy. Yeah. Cock bead. Yeah, that, there's a there's there's structural a structural erection. There, there's an episode of, of this podcast in, in in the distant past that is chock full of those. Ah, very good, noted. But yeah, no, I. I uh... <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that one works no, for I, for for the 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 gents and the ladies. Yes, it does. I don't I don't understand why that form. It, it I want that form to exist. I'm going to go find it. <laughs> this is the form to permit drinking on the job. First of all, j- no, don't have that form. It never ends well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's that a form. form nev- <laughs> there's a form that allows us to to get wasted at work. But we can't go up to the roof and have sex. There's no form well, for that. Here's the thing, though. That form now, if they want to be proper, properly bureaucratic about it, that form now has to list all of the acts that are not allowed. Right. Because if they leave a gap in there, then mm-hmm. somebody's going right. to go up there and say they had, you know, whatever it is. What's what's it called? It's like, uh, 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 uh oculingus or whatever the, the sexual attraction to licking eyeballs or oh. whatever. Ah, ah. Or somebody's going to go up there and have a you know a fetish a balloon popping party or you know <laughs> you're going to have to list them all. Popping. Can't just say can't fornicate because well, Your Honor, there was no penetration. I had never I had never heard heard of. A balloon popping before or since the United States of Terra, but thanks for bringing that one back. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, we'll see. Go find the form. Um, is it, Jim? Is that a TPS, <laughs> TPS designate designation? 
Um, TPS 69. <laughs> yes. Jim, did you want to briefly talk about Deadspin? Yeah. Um, wow, what a change in subject. But yeah, it, that is news <laughs> about news. The uh, I don't know how many of you saw this, but I'm a, I, I was a huge fan of Deadspin. One of the things we've talked about on this very podcast is the fact that in many respects, the last real media is the sports media. Because so much of the other media has just sort of exploded. I mean, the papers that I grew up loving and wanting to be a part of, and I was a part of for a time, uh, are dying. They're, they're just folding one after the other, and I think they're all going to wind up that way eventually. Um, I think you'll always have a New York Times and a Washington Post, but whether they're in print, I don't know. But as they've exploded and died, the one thing that people are still very interested in and makes a ton of money is sports ball. And the problem is, so much of sports ball, as we discussed in the offseason stuff about the Green Bay Packers, is very sycophantic because it's afraid. Because they're afraid that suddenly the people on whom they depend in a symbiotic relationship will shut them off. You know, suddenly Aaron Rodgers won't talk to you because you said bad things about his passes. Or, my, uh, you know, Lafleur will no longer answer your questions at the coaches conference because he thought your comment was inappropriate in that column you wrote last week. Yeah. And that, that, and that I say the Packers because I know them best, but certainly that's the case in every sports franchise anywhere really in the world. And so you have to be very careful because you want to be able to get access and the more personal, the more personality driven the sport, like for example, basketball is incredibly personality driven. You not just have to be nice to, you don't just have to be nice to the NBA. You have to be nice to the individual players because they've got a posse. Those guys have posses that will put you outside if, if you're not nice to the big man himself. So Deadspin was one of those franchises, one of those entities that was willing to look at sports. Yeah, they covered sports. Yeah, they talked about it. But they were willing to say some pretty rough things about sports players, sports teams, coaches, etc. And they were very successful at it. <clears throat> Let's be clear. Deadspin was making money. In this media world, they were making money. I don't know how much, but it is Nobody has disputed that they were profitable, which is mind blowing in the contemporary media environment. Were they? Because yes. I, I had I I had heard of Deadspin. I had no idea about any of this stuff that had happened, and I never I never went there. But it looks like uh, they've lost money and had to been bought out twice because they lost Correct. money. No, no, no. But under the new management, they were profitable. Under the current man, or what yes. was the current management, or is I guess. Well, that's the that is and and that is a very nice segue into the story itself. Through two purchases, now remember, most of everything on the internet is notionally losing money, right? Everything is leveraged, um, and this was this was a case where you know it was originally founded back. Where's my notes? There they are. They're originally <laughs> nope. founded back back in 2005. Mm -hmm. um, they were previously, then they went through and they were uh, most before the current purchase, they were actually owned by Univis Univision, the great uh, Spanish conglomerate. Which took over Gizmodo. Yep, yep. I, I'm pretty sure they don't want it pronounced that way, but you can go with that. The uh... <laughs> That's about the quality of their, uh, their product. Ah, or at least b before the Univision thing. I was I was unaware that you were <laughs> so displeased. Uh, I'm familiar in, in... with them through their their tech reporting. They were the ones that that uh 
that basically stole a prototype iPhone from Apple and then bitched about it when Apple sued them. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, well, you have stolen property and you published it. And so it's kind of against the law. <laughs> and they were like, me, 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 we're journalists. No, you're not. You're criminals. But anyway. There's no, a- you're not. <laughs> you're not journalists. You're tech bloggers. <laughs> you're, 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 you're... Well, that's well, I skipped all the way to the end. But yeah, that was the intermediate intermediate. Uh, and because for... of because of their leveraged position, they were an easy buyout target for this geo media, which came in. Um, and they they came in, bought them out, and they had and and they had made a deal, essentially saying that they would not run certain ads with their corporate o- overlords. They would not run ads if they could hit a certain number of subscribers. Well, they didn't hit that number, and as a result, they opened up the ads. The editorial director, a guy by the name of Pete Maidment, I think I'm pronouncing that right, sent a memorandum to the staff, and he did this late last week, um, indicating that they were supposed to stop talking about non-sports content. And to quote the memorandum, to create as much great sports journalism as possible, Deadspin will write only about sports and that which is relevant to sports. Well, that isn't, and, and his definition of that was very narrow. It became clear. And, that, and, so, was, the, and that, that wasn't their brand. No. And that's, and there you've hit it. Yeah. If nothing else, why did you buy Deadspin if you didn't want Deadspin? This, to me, was the exact equivalent of when Disney ABC commissioned my dude from The Onion to write a history book. And when he delivered the book on time, in fact, early, went, we can't publish this. You use curse words. (laughs) And he went, have you read my paper? Do you know what I do? And when that, so to me, it's of a piece with that. And so in an incredible act, I I think of bravery. I respect them. Uh, The entire staff resigned. They left in an incredibly bad journalism market. it, It couldn't be worse. You know, these are buggy whip manufacturers in, in the day of the car. They one by one resigned a good job because they just weren't willing to do this. And it is very, very interesting that forget what you think about sports ball. Um, you know, the, one of the last, what I truly believe is one of the last bastions of media uh, shuttered. You know, remember, Deadspin was the, the, the place that told us first about uh, Brett Favre's tweeting out, or not tweeting out, uh, direct <laughs> messaging pictures of his unit to, uh, to Jen Sturger. Right, that's why uh, I know them. That's they're the ones that did that. <laughs> did, the junk slinger. They're they're the ones, and they're if they're the ones that they're the ones that covered Gamersgate the first time, when nobody else would. Um, they're 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 and they've if you look at their list of of exclusives, it's pretty crazy. And I, 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 and I may not have this exactly right, but I think it's roughly right that the, the last person to leave from that staff 
was, and it's a woman whose name I don't recall, but she had, she had tendered her resignation like two or three weeks earlier. Like she was just, you know, just, Short she had served her notice, you know, her two her, her notice to, uh, to quit. And it was just, you know, playing out her time before she left to a new job or whatever. And then, so she was actually like the last, she, she, she locked the door. Everybody else had quit. Like she, she, <laughs> she was, uh, already planning to leave just kind of a yep. weird bit of irony. Like yeah, she, no, she was planning to leave and like everybody else left before her. Yes. And she posts the last post from their organized group. Now, you know, it's it's uh no, it's 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 really unfortunate. I'm very curious to see it's just a weird thing. Like, I mean, very rarely do you see that level of solidarity. I mean, regardless of what you think about whether what the, you know what the, they should have done it or shouldn't have done it, just like that level of solidarity amongst a group is like there's always some people that don't go along that are like, I'm, I'm not leaving. Like there's, this is like a good I, job. I'll suck it up and, you know, do whatever I have to yeah, do. And, and, and look and, and the suck it up knowing, lot. knowing that there are some dudes right outside the door and gals right outside the door that will do this in your place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except that, that they went and shamed it. the first one out of, out of a job. Didn't they like, what's this? They hired, they hired some freelancer to come in and pick up the work. And then they, uh, the former employees uh, got on him on social media and, and made him quit. Yeah, no, no, no. And that's, 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 and, well, and, and that's, that's one that. of the, like, that's what you risk when you go into the place where a bunch of people left out of, yeah, they were calling him a scab project. and all this stuff. Like, yeah, well, not I mean, he, and he chose, and he knew that that was going to happen. If he didn't, he's an idiot. Yeah, and he chose to well, make the job. Yep. So he could have endured it, but he, he decided to quit. Anyway. Yeah. If you don't, well, there's, if you really, if you, if you really don't care, if you're like, hey, look, and I understand it's a legitimate position. This shouldn't, there are, there is a legitimate view that newspaper reporters should not be in a union. Okay. That's a legitimate point of view. If, however, you take that view and say, the devil take it, I'm going to just take this job because it's a good job and I don't worry about that union thing, it's pretty predictable that union people are going to get on you about it. But the, this was the people who quit. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, I don't think that there are these these, you know, great firefighter journalists if they're going to be constantly sniping at the place they just left because it sucked. I don't think they're going to be constantly sniping, but this was but the next day for somebody else out of a job. I mean, that's kind of a dick move. He quit on his own. After yeah, after being pressured. Oh, oh pressure. OK. Well, how how great was the pressure? Was he was he being doxxed? Was he was were were people showing up at his house? Was he oh, was he receiving death threats I think in the was, mail? I think he was address? worried it was going in in that direction. Sure, that's what it sounded like to me. Well, well, conjecture is conjecture. You can conjecture from now until the end of the world. It, like he 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 went in there knowing what he was going to face, and he faced it, and he decided to quit. Not saying what they did was right. I'm saying he knew what he was getting into. Yeah, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about them. Yeah, well, I'm not. Bitching and moaning about how unfair it was that they had to blog about sports for some evil corporate boss after the fact. Like, they quit. I think Fine, move on. (laughs) Yeah, humans humans do that so well, Mike. Just just (laughs) let it go. You know, we as as humans, we just let it go so easily, don't we? Well, I'm just... just, talking about romanticizing these people like they're you know they're they I'm don't sound like them, but i'm saying he they don't sound like great people either 
Oh no! Look and look. They if if your point is they did not rise up as 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 Craig is pointing out that they didn't rise up above their own emotions and the the because look let's be clear this was obviously an ugly internal fight. Sure. I've been I've been on the journalist side of the shoot back in the this this seems positively quaint when I was a writer <laughs> at the Journal we used to fight about how many ads were taking away our news hole in the print copy, right? We'd be mad that there were too many ads and the ad guys were like, yeah, you guys want a job? Well, you're just going to have to let us run these maiden form ads or these paint company ads. And yeah, they're going to take away a little bit of your precious news, but that's how we pay the bills around here. Those were, those were benign, gentle fights compared to what I'm sure this was. But if your point is they didn't rise above and they didn't say, yep, okay, let's move on. Yeah, you're right. They didn't. They didn't. But that doesn't diminish, I don't think, the fact that it was remarkable that this many people went out at once. And it does make me very interested to see who's going to who's going to step up and write stories about, you know, what exactly happened to the Green Bay Packers at the end of the McCarthy era. Um, Did you know how big a cheater is Bill Belichick really? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and 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 more imp- and probably more importantly and the most important story when it the, the NBA's whoring to China <laughs> is one of the is one of the creepiest things I've ever witnessed. It's seriously ever ever in sports. It is stunning to me that they are so blatantly concerned about their bottom line that literally nothing else matters. Nope, just do sports. Do sports. Person stands up in the stadium with a sign, get them out of here, kick them out, kick them out, can't have that. And these are the very same people that presumed to tell, you know, to judge America and to kneel down and to hold up your fists, screw you. Screw you and everybody that looks like you. How dare you? No, that's, that to me, I believe in free expression. I defended all that to the ninth. You absolutely get to protest in this country. And the things you're protesting were legitimate. But to then turn your eyes away from the probably the biggest human rights abuses of this century so far. Yeah, so much worse than. I mean, you know, let's look. Hey, I am absolutely 100 percent behind. Let's figure out what's going on with all these police incidents and all this stuff. That's serious stuff. I am not diminishing that. But compare that to what's going on with the week that I can never pronounce it right. The Uyghurs. Yeah, yeah. the, the Muslim minority in uh, in China, where you have savagery going on. I mean, actual genocide. Oh, yeah. They're wiping out entire communities. Yeah. You, and you it's, know, vi- it's visible by via satellite. <laughs> we can see it. We can see them doing it. Yeah. And we can see what's going on in Hong Kong. And somebody wants to hold up a sign in the audience for which they paid a ticket to sit. In the crowd, in the in the in the in the arena, sure. Yeah. And the NBA goes, oh no, please do not do not offend our Chinese masters. Screw you. You don't 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 you ever come judge me again. Fine, you want to do sports, just do sports. Don't ever tell me you stand for anything other than your dollar. That's who you are. But yeah, I'm worried about that. When you know who will stand up and say, uh, doesn't that seem weird to anybody? Seems weird to me. <laughs> Sammy Peeps? Sammy Peeps? Oh, the diarist. To, to lighten Just, the mood a little? Yeah, well, we, we must need to lighten the mood. Um, must Samuel Peeps, the great, the great 17th century diarist, high official in the court of Charles II, naval official, 
I, I, this is a series of them, right? Because we're trying to stay right around the time. This is Monday, the 11th of November, 1661. And a couple other, um, a couple other linked ones, okay? Uh, that, that all have a theme. And I want to make sure that uh, I want to see if you uh, can sense the theme I'm about to talk about. Okay. Yeah, I, I like this how 1661 and uh, 2019 are are lined up. Yes, with the yeah, days of the we week. We discovered that when I visited yeah. near my birthday. So this is. I'm sorry. I do want to start on Saturday. So it's today. Hey, the ninth of November, how about 1661. So we're going to edit just a little bit so I can grab little pieces. After dinner, I to the wardrobe. And there stayed talking to my lady all the afternoon till late at night. Among other things, my, ladies did, my lady did mightily urge me to lay out money upon my wife, which I perceived was a little more earnest than ordinary. And so, and so I seemed to be pleased with it and do resolve to bestow a lace upon her. And what with this and other talk, we were exceeding merry. So that was Saturday the night, skipping to Monday the 11th. Thence to the wardrobe to dinner, and there by appointment met my wife, who had by, by my direction brought some laces for my lady to choose one for her. And after dinner I went away and left my wife and ladies together, and all their work was about this lace of hers skipping down the same day. So to the wardrobe, where I found my lady had agreed upon a lace for my wife of six pounds, which I seemed much glad of that it was no more, though in my mind I think it too much. <laughs> and I pray God keep me so to order myself and my wife's expenses that no inconvenience in purse or honor follow this my prodigality. So by coach to home. Friday the 15th of November, 1661. At home all the morning, and at noon with my wife to the wardrobe to dinner, and there did show herself to my lady in the handkerchief that she had bought the lace for the other day, and it indeed was very handsome. So, sensing a theme? I think so. Who are the who? Who's the lady or the ladies? Ah, uh, well, let's let us begin there, shall we? His mistress. It is not. It's not. Who's his it lady? Is not his mistress. His lady is the. I remember who he refers to as his lord. His lord um, is the lord of Salisbury, the one that is his patron at court. His gotcha. lady is Jer <laughs> Jemima Crew. Nice. Jemima Crew, the Countess of Sandwich. <laughs> nice! <laughs> what, did so she have this... any nieces or nephews? Was she Aunt Jemima of the Sandwich? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> she has ten children. Wow. By the Earl of Sandwich. Her, that's Peeps as, you know, one of Peeps' guys. Right. And so, you know, the Earl of Sandwich's wife, so again, to go back, thence to the wardrobe, which and this is uh, this building is gone. Um, it was it was down. It was sort of downtown uh, on the embankment, and it was a place where all the personal. It's a it's just what it sounds like. It's a closet, just a whole building for a whole bunch of royal stuff. 
okay right. so you would go there and the, the queen and her ladies would go there and pick through it and it's fabulously valuable and a lot of that stuff is now in the tower like the royal merchandise mart yeah well no but except it's just their stuff you're not buying any of it you're borrowing it you're, you're looking at it maybe they give you a gift oh i like that oh, okay lady. oh yeah 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 so, but they would hang out there and they would meet, and he meets his wife. He was window shopping. Right. You know, but, but you'll notice on the Saturday, on our Saturday installment, mm-hmm. he goes to see her. His lady mightily urges him to lay out money upon his wife, which I perceived was a little more earnest than ordinary. <laughs> like spend and some so, money on your wife. <laughs> hey, hey, Samuel, Samuel, she seems a little threadbare. Yeah. Why have you not purchased her something nice? <laughs> you need to buy your wife some better clothes, Sammy. And so he says, so I did seem pleased with it. <laughs> so because this is his patroness, he said, I seem yes, ma'am. Oh, boy, should I buy her something or what? You're right. <laughs> You're right, my lady. I will definitely do that. Yeah. But then... But then, so he's like, okay, I got to get her this lace. I'm going to get her this Well, now, lace. now the lady gets involved in helping pick out the lace. Thank you. So he goes to the wardrobe so to now dinner. He's got the now he's got a better, a woman who is his better, who is right. more wealthy than he. And we yep. all know that Sammy p- pinches pennies. So thence to the wardrobe. So the he's rich gone lady back. is picking out the lace. So on Saturday, she says, Sam, buy her something nice. So he comes back on Monday. You know, the two days later. Right. Then he goes to dinner and there by appointment meets his wife, who by my direction, he's like, all right, you go get some lace, get nice (laughs) ones. And we're going to let our lady of sandwich pick one. We're going to let Jemima pick one (laughs) to choose one. So he does. He lays these out for her. And after dinner, I went away and left my wife and their ladies together. And all their work was about this lace of hers. So he leaves these hens sitting by themselves and they're all like, oh, which one should we make him buy for you? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. expensive so one. That's where, she, that's where the lady's going. Because <laughs> there's, there's a line coming up, but continue. He is clearly, he is clearly just wound so tight. He's like, oh, I do not want to buy this. for. Oh, <laughs> ah, this is ridiculous. So then, again, it's still on Monday. We're still on Monday. He does a whole bunch of errands. You know, he, oh, parenthetically, you like this. Before he goes to the wardrobe, he then goes with his friend, Captain Ferrers, who we've met before. And he took me to a dancing school in Fleet Street where we saw a company of pretty girls dance. But I do not liken myself to have young girls exposed to so much vanity. Like, yeah, I think you do, Sam. But anyway. So, so to the wardrobe where I found my lady had agreed upon a lace for my wife of six pounds. Craig, how much money is six pounds in the 17th century? A lot. <laughs> a what, lot. A lot, lot. What? How much would a good house cost? Three pounds. <laughs> what? No, a very nice house would run you somewhere in the vicinity of 50 pounds. All right. Yeah. Like this is this six pounds is like. And correct me. I mean, I mean, I may be a little off on this, but like you know, you're 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 kind of working poor, so to speak. You know, the yep. person who's just working a menial a menial job that's their yearly salary. Correct. It's that's like, exactly a, what it is. That's why the number jumps out. It's a, ten, a, ten, the, a tenth of a nice house, so it's like a car. Yeah. 
That is if they'd exactly had cars. As, that is exactly as Craig said. That is a, and I don't mean a bum. I don't mean some you know yeah just poor, poor, a, this is a, a a yeoman. Yeah, a good yeoman could expect to make in the course of one year six pounds and live okay. uh, have a family. This is a yeah, single that, income yes. house. Yep. Single income house. So you figure With multiple children. Yep. Yep. On a salary of six pounds. Yeah, that's a so lot that's, of money. So he is. So my wife had agreed upon a lace for my wife of six pounds. <laughs> it's just like, so Sam, which he says, which I seem, which I seemed much glad of that. It was no more. So what does he say? Well, I'm glad you've chosen one that's so affordable, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Because he's a spendthrift. We know that. Because he's because he's sitting in there going, oh, my God. Oh, my <clears throat> God. Oh, my God. Though in my mind, I think it too much. Yep. And I pray God keep me so to order myself and my wife's expenses that no inconvenience of purse or honor follow this my prodigality. So he's he's just mad. Well, I, yes, wife just spent thirty grand on lace. That, that last that last line I'm interpreting as, and God forbid if something else expensive. Uh huh. Yep. It's like, like what, what I've spent is, my wad for a while. I really hope nothing else pops up. Well, it's even bigger than that because look, there's no social security in this time. Yeah. There's no there's no pensions. Well, there are pensions, but they're not the, what we think of. There there there's no you know there's what you've got, and if you don't got, you've got nothing. There's no welfare. You know he's going. You know you wind up you wind up in a bad way if you. So he's scared. He is scared to say, "What are we doing?" Because the other thing is, what do we all know about lace? Now, Craig, you know very well, and and why is lace so expensive? It's because if you ever go down to the Bristol Renaissance Fair, one of the things you should always do is visit the folks at Thistlecroft. The, the 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 merchants down there who build lace by hand they show you how you make lace it's an involved process yeah it's 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 a high it's a slow process that requires a great deal of skill to look good right and you it don't involves, yeah, it, <laughs> there's no factories crunching that out right right it's little old ladies sitting there you know laying there just it, it's an incredible thing to watch it's very if <laughs> i hate to confess this but it, i used to drink it fair um and it is one heck of a thing to get in the bag and just it's very soothing to watch them make lace when you're half in the bag <laughs> it's it's the it's the it's the it's the clothing version that the ladies do which is equivalent of the monks in the basement writing out the bible by hand yes yeah creating this absolutely. unique thing so it, I get the expensive part, but so Sam, but the other thing we know about it, it's incredibly frail. Yeah. You know, how much 16th century lace do you think has come down to us? <laughs> so There's it's like, it's like um, a square foot total. I don't right. know. They, they haven't so, found any on Oak Island yet. Right. <laughs> yet. Yeah. So Sam just word. dumped. He just dumps a yeoman's year's salary on this fragile lace piece. Yeah, he's, so he's oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, and this and is then, a, this is it's, it's worth noting as well. This is not a bolt of lace. No, it's a handkerchief. No, this is like a thing. You know, it's like one little. It like it's a doily. Yeah, yeah, it's a little piece, <laughs> which she's going to pin to herself. So every so why are you so yeah, come on, decor- kids? Why on are top of it, it, it's a decoration. 
Yes, she's she's scrapbooking herself with this lace. Yeah. So she's, you know, so she's got this piece on her to say, check out how much my husband's got. Yeah. Yeah. Lace. Dig it. So then on Friday, so it this happens on the Monday. On Friday, at home all the evening and at noon with my wife to the wardrobe again. This is the place where Sammy spends all his damn money. And there did show herself to my lady in the handkerchief that she bought the lace for. And indeed, it is very handsome. So, yes. This is, this is Sammy explaining it away in his head. But, you know, it looks really good. Yep. And, like? and let's face it. I was not going to have my lady of sandwich, Jemima herself, say to me, why didn't you do what I told you to do, Samuel? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to roll up my lady in the lace, the one that she picked out, and say, boy, you're right, my lady. She looks great. <laughs> All the time he's going, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my I hope god. I don't have to replaster the house again. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking replastering the kitchen. He had to buy a new wig. He destroyed all his clothes when he was chasing those soldiers through the streets. The silver buttons that he thought he spent too much money oh, on. Oh, that's and right. Buyer's remorse on wasn't it silver buttons? Silver buttons. Yeah. Yep. Of course he's never concerned you know, about all the alcohol he's consuming, how much that costs. But well, that costs nothing. That's cheap. Booze to. is the cheap thing. <laughs> yeah. Booze. No, are you kidding? How do you think people made it through the 17th century? I mean, you know, water dirty. Even the amount that Sammy's drinking? Yeah, yeah. Booze is cheap. Booze is affordable um, compared to all this. If he was if all he had to pay for was booze, he wouldn't have worried. He'd been worried about his, you know, his kidneys <laughs> and all that stuff. But it's it no no no. That that was never the problem. But no, remember too, his wife her dress her her farthingale gets messed up he has that cut up and made into a waistcoat remember that piece vaguely where yeah, where, where she tears up her clothes uh-huh. and so they don't just throw that out no he repurposes it into his own garment so he, yeah you're right he's guilty about the silver buttons plastering the house and along comes <laughs> his his patroness who says you should buy her this extravagant piece of handkerchief <laughs> And he's like, of course I should, because I don't want to be ashamed every time I show up around here and have all the other courtiers laugh at me. Where's where's Sandwich? Is it on the west or the east of England? Oh my goodness! I don't. I just I just I... want to say west coast elite or east coast elite. Just pick. Yeah. <laughs> like, she can afford this lovely piece of. Yeah. It's the, the the price of admission for being in in that uh in club, yeah. That social strata that he. Well, no, and the, but no, and in. that's it. And and you know, Craig, you, you you know, I know you can you can attest. It's one of the things that. Oh wow, sandwich is way on that eastern tip of England, straight across from Calais. Okay, so I mean, east, yeah, east yeah, coast, way east, east coast, east coast elite. <laughs> <laughs> it's that east coast elite. But yeah, it's I, I it, it's the Florida of England. Y- yes. Well, actually, Dover is well, actually the West Coast. The West Coast is their Florida, like Brighton and places like that. Because and also if you go down to uh, the Southwest Coast, you see places like Swansea. That's where they like to go. They've got, for example, they have the Gower area of astounding natural beauty. That's a name. Wow. Wisconsin has Does the bomb. Look- 
recreation area. <laughs> yeah, Britain has the Gawa area of astounding natural beauty. Does it live we up to the name? Huh? Does it live up to the name? Which which is sitting right next to a park that I have a park and a castle that I have been in called the Mumbles. Well, you type in Gower area and it autofills for you. Yep. See, Gower area of astounding natural beauty. Go there. Oh yeah, it's really nice. It's. <laughs> are, wait, Craig, are you astounded? That's a that's a strong word, but it is it is lovely. All right. Very good. Um. Nice beaches, uh, little windy roads and trails along the along the shore. Yeah. So no, the uh, look. This is why do you know? As if I've got to persuade you guys, but why do I love? Why do I love Sam? It's because we get to see this. We get to see a man's head working. <laughs> you know, and and to your to your point, Mike, it's it it is it's the price of admission. He wants to play in a society that he really doesn't belong in. He's a parvenu. He's not rich. He's not hereditary nobility. He's climbing in the world. And for Our Lady of Salisbury, in that wardrobe, I'm sure the queen would come out and dump 20 pounds of lace on her. No problem. But for Sam, a six-pound lace purchase is a big freaking deal. But he's got to do it. Otherwise, the word goes out that, uh uh-oh, Sam's a bit (laughs) skinflint. Sam doesn't love his wife. Sam, oh, he's one of those, he's very, very near, you know. His purse is very tight. And that won't do. (laughs) You get that reputation and and it's all over. So, so yeah. Our our regular visit with our friend, Sammy Peets. Thank you, Jim. Yes, thank you. And uh, we have no question this week, do we? Um, We didn't. As we started and checking for mail, I guess we don't. Then I guess that's an episode, huh? How about that? It's <sighs> not, it's nice. It's nice looking, I'm, I'm, but I'm not astounded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I mean about the episode. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. um, yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> Jim, thank you for coming on the show again. Happy to be here. Um, hmm. are you done being astounded, Mike? I never was. Okay, well then where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com, and? You can go to nerdburgergames.com to see the game stuff that I'm working on, and you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy one or more of those game stuffs. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike issues the decree that Nerdburger will only cover the weather from this point forward. Just the weather. Craig and the rest of the staff resign. Because <laughs> no, sir. I shan't. Well, thank you, gentlemen. It's thank you again. Hey, it is. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, my son is already off to Newsies for the day. I was about to think you were about to say he's off to New Zealand. I was like, what? No, no. Now no, that's a off. place of astounding natural beauty. There you go. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, you know, they didn't film Lord of the Rings in this Gower place for a reason. No, no it's uh, it is, but nonetheless, it is so named right next, as again, next to the Mumbles. So. It's nice. I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know how I never made it there because I've been to the Mumbles. How you didn't go, like you know, to the place another, of a st- another half a mile to the to the yeah, coast. Yeah, I don't. That's what I don't see get. See the fabulous because... beaches of the Gower, whatever. Yeah, my wife. <laughs> My wife knows that my wife knows I don't care much for parks. Um, <laughs> so so you when we're going to a park, well, I shan't. I right. I, I really shan't. Um, you know, I've been to the Isle. I've been to Portsmouth. I've been to the Isle of Wight, but I've never. I've never. Hmm, hmm. I but just, I guess my point is by the name. I would think. Oh, there's another one. There's the East Devon area of astounding natural beauty. Wow. So, I, what? <laughs> what is going on? Is that on the east as the, the name it's, implies? No, it's in the west. It's further oh. west. Further west. Even further west. It's even further west, but it's called the east something? Right. Well, because okay. remember, you got Cornwall coming, so that could be east of Cornwall. Oh, all right. Where are we on the southern coast then? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of De- well, it's Devon. You're in the area of Devon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy stuff. No, that's cool. Devon. No, Sam. That's the name Sam, of it. I just, you know, actually doing it, I knew I was going to like it when I when I read this stuff initially, but then when I actually read it out loud and we were talking about it, I realized, God almighty, I love Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you just see I him mean, I, shaking his head I, like, oh, God, getting a migraine. <laughs> No, you could just well no, you could just see him in front of the lady the, the lady of sandwich going the beads oh, of sweat sh- forming on his temples like oh crap. Oh, Samuel, come here. <laughs> yes, my lady. Yes, my lady. And and it the, the person to do it would be the lady who played the queen in Blackadder. Don't you think that don't you think that your lady wife is a little plain right now? Oh, no, she's very beautiful. No, 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 not her natural gifts, but her akuta. Wouldn't she use something nice? Her coot, her what? Her way. Hey, hey, hey. He was, she, her majesty was talking about Peeps' wife's cooter. No, 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 Craig, you're thinking about the maid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that was a cunny. Yes. Yeah. Manu su cunny. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sam. But uh, cool. well, I'm going to go figure should, out what my wife should, got off to. We should do that as an improv yeah. show. We should do Sammy Peeps as an improv show sometime. Oh, the there two you of you. Or, you. or you read the <laughs> thing. No, you read the thing, and then we will we will do an improv. Enact. Enacting Enact what just happened. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's do that there the is. next time. We'll, 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 we'll bring our, our interpretations of what we think. And Jim and just said. Me and Mike can kind of try to, you know, like make the story go the right direction, and you can guide us if when we when we aren't hitting the right beat. There you go. There, and, okay. then, and, and then we'll and we'll do the explanation at the end. Like, okay, we we just kind of reenacted what happened there, and we like, okay, it had to do with the lace and blah blah blah. Yeah, because I thought when that started, I thought the lady was somebody he was banging on the side, and yeah. but then as it went on, I was like, no, wait a minute, no, that's not who this is. But I I can't figure out. Who, who he's talking now here's here's the question jim was is lady capitalized yes if you had told me that i would have told you what it was okay because lord and lady and baron and baroness and count and you know all that or uh, earl and countess and all that those are all capitalized titles yes if you had said lady with a capital l i might have caught that fair enough but that's okay but yeah it's fun no, it's it's it 
it, I, but again, it just blows my, it always blows my mind that though there is now what, uh, 350 years. Yeah. About 350 years between us. Um, we and Sam, there's just, you can see it. You can yeah. see it. Somebody's yeah. trying to make a splash, trying to make a splash in front of the rich and the rich are laughing at him. Cause it's like, and I, I do wonder now that I think about it was sandwich having peeps on, you know, was she, was she like, Oh, let's see if we can make Sam buy something. Oh, yeah, was this a bit of sport for her? Did she sure. like <laughs> what we didn't see was her diary entry. Yeah. Where she's, right. where she's talking about having a bet with her friends. Let's see, see what happens when I spend suggest. <laughs> well, not just that. Not just that. Oh, I did so make Samuel squirm. Mm-hmm. He hates this. He hates this. He, he knows what's, he what's has to Jemima? do it. What's her name? Jemima. Okay, so her Jemima's friend is like, no, 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 Jemima. You have to get him to buy lace because it will be wrecked in a year. <laughs> He'll hate that the most. It can't be something that will stand the test of time. Right. Can't, don't, can't don't, be... make, don't, don't make him buy a freaking house extension, you know? Yeah, don't, or, or don't let him buy anything that he can repurpose later in his own garment. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's got to be completely shot after 12 months. Uh-huh. <laughs> And not just that, it's got to fit on a freaking handkerchief. Now, I realize this is a bigger handkerchief yeah. than we think of. But still, it's not bigger than probably two feet square. And then they fold it. And she's also <laughs> not blown her snot rockets into it either. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. What is it used for? Well, it's decoration that he used at a table. Fancy napkin. It's, it's a, a fancy, fancy napkin. Fancy You're carrying your napkin. Permanent napkin. Because yeah. everything back then was filthy, <laughs> including the people, and that's why they perfumed their clothing constantly. So this is yeah. something that's meant everything to be used like and crap. washed and reused, and that's why it wears why, out. Why, why, why washed? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're wiping your the food off your face into it. So okay, what's the problem? That's why that? you fold it so the big smears you don't see anymore. All right, so yeah. Queen Elizabeth Tudor. Elizabeth I once famously said that she bathes once a week, whether I like it, whether I need it or yeah. not. Oh, you need it. <laughs> well, shoot. <laughs> modern, hygienist, modern, modern hygienists will disagree with you that like two showers a week is pl- probably plenty for most people. We, we tend to dry our skin out too much. Correct. Those oils are there for a reason. Yep. I, I can't do it. Don't get me wrong. I shower every day or I'm a wreck. <laughs> oh yeah, but, you feel gross and yeah, also yeah, but, smell but, bad because I'm acclimated the other way. Don't get right. me wrong. You feel gross but, because you're not sparkling clean. If you went, if you lived like that for a while, you'd you'd get used to being unshowered for a couple of days at a shot. Right, and and yeah, Craig is quite correct. Other people those oils on our skin smelling you are, are actually good. <laughs> well, but the point is, we notice we it's a it's a it's a it's a spectrum, right? We notice the stinky smells because we're so bloody used to. Smelling, Not smelling anything. Yeah. Everything you know, has to. We smell like, it doesn't it. smell like lemon. It's filthy, right? Or bleach. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, if it doesn't taste like mint, it's not cleaning my teeth. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, you know, freshening it, well, my breath. It's baking powder, right? That is every bit as good a cleaning agent for your teeth as anything you buy in a tube. Sure. And that's yep. why you can get you know, toothpaste with baking powder in it. Yes, but right. Baking well, they, powder. But, Baking powder doesn't have extra minerals in it like my Sensodyne does. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... So I could, just, mine... I, could, I could brush with baking powder and just be in constant tooth pain. Every time no, no, you, and you, I, you I get put it. something no, no, I, I like that's the... like, hotter or colder than body temperature in your mouth, yeah. I don't... 
and I also don't um I also don't drink much water, he said, loving his Diet Coke. So <laughs> I'm not getting all that good uh life sapping fluoride from the water system. <laughs> yeah. But uh no, it's uh, that that I just I just so that's a scene. There is a I, I have not watched it. There's an Amazon series on called Samuel Peets. Oh, there is. Oh yeah. good lord. Why am I not watching this right now? I'm going to. I am going to dig it up. I'm. I. I. It blew past me. Let me see if it's. Is it Prime? Oh, Mike won't be. Able, he'll have to buy it from Bezos. Oh, I'll. I'll rent Prime for a month to watch. To watch that. And I don't. Ooh, if it's actually free on Prime, unlike my experience in the past having Prime never a, being able to a, find anything it was free a to watch. TV, it was a TV movie in England. The Private Life of Samuel Pepys. And yes, it's available on Prime. I have to watch oh, this. I got my plans for this afternoon. It's a, it's a, I'm very curious. Now they're short. Now who, who do they have playing him? Steve Coogan. Yeah, he's not that good looking. Okay, Samuel <laughs> is not that good looking. Oh, we've <laughs> seen him. We've seen the, the, the painting, which is probably the best he ever looked in his <laughs> life for that painting. Oh yeah, well that's Hey, right. Mr. Said, Artist, can you kind of hide the yeah, yeah, just ignore yeah, and, that. And it, it Don't paint like, that. Yeah. Painting so it looks even sure. like Oh, you know, like just make it make it all good, right? Not even airbrushed. It's physically brushed. All of the oh, imperfections okay. away. So here's the introduction. Samuel Pepys was a high-ranking and brilliant admiralty officer, but in private he was a cheat, a philanderer, <laughs> and an adulterer. Yep, yep, and um, all right. <laughs> in 1679, he was put on trial for embezzling Navy funds. Yes, his diaries can clear him, but they will also expose him for what he is, destroying him as a public figure in society. Will Peeps exonerate himself, exonerate, damn himself by revealing the contents of his diary, or will he hang? <laughs> well, he spends a couple days in the, a couple weeks in the, the tower. tower, and then he goes on about his business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it's. But that's okay. Well, I, that's now definitely added to the list. <laughs> cool. Check out, check out a little Sam. All right. I guess we'll leave all this in the recording then so other people can watch it too. Yeah, Forget. definitely check out, check you out some Sam. We'll, we'll do a brief review when next we meet. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, take care, guys. You too. Bye. See you soon. Bye-bye.